Hey, this is Rusty James. It is August 5th, 2015. And this is the ride. Well, my friends, what a beautiful day this is. I'm glad you could ride along with me on my commute to work. Today will be a little bit different, I'm thinking, because although I've been listening a lot to the Word of God, I don't necessarily have a direction that I'm feeling led to talk. And that's where it's exciting, because I know that there's actually something really good going to happen today, and I have absolutely no idea what it is. But you're going to find out with me. If you listened yesterday, you'd know that I had forgot to press record and I was going to share some of what I shared yesterday with you guys today. But that's not necessarily going to happen. I think I covered most of what I wanted to talk about in yesterday's podcast. So whatever I would have missed, you'll get it. You know, you'll get it. You keep listening, you'll get it. So, let's pray, because if you need to do something and you don't know what to do, the best thing to do is pray. So, Lord, right now we want to thank you for doing everything that was necessary so that we could have this relationship with you, so that we have no barrier between us and you so we can have conversation with you we can seek your face and know that we can find answers Lord I need answers today I need answers for today I don't necessarily need them for tomorrow but I definitely need them for today so we ask right now that you provide the answers that we all need for the present time. Thank you very much, Lord. Amen. I have been listening and reading Jeremiah a bit lately, and I've been feeling that there's a lot of correlation between what went on there at the time that Israel, the children of Israel were taken into captivity into Babylon, and and what's going on in our world today in the United States of America. And you know, I'm going to get back to that in a minute, but I just had a thought. You know, sometimes I wonder why we do what we do, why we hear from the Lord a certain way, and over the last podcasts, last few podcasts, I had made a comment about, you know, trying to figure out why we had bought land, and I had a response from a dear friend of mine who reminded me of another reason why we went through that process of buying land that we ultimately will be selling. And, uh, without going into it really it really uh, 
confirmed for me that yes, indeed, there's ways that God uses situations and and plans way beyond what you ever would have thought of. And in this particular case, uh, that's exactly what happened. Us buying that land had affected somebody in a way that I hadn't considered. And it was a life-changing way for somebody. It was an encouragement to that person. And so yes, not only did that land situation affect that person, but also the fact that I don't know why I'm even doing these podcasts. Not really. I mean, one day it just got into my head, let's do this thing. Don't fully know why, but I know that it was going to, even if, if it was just for me, it would be enough. But it was also confirmed that there was a reason behind the podcast and that it is doing a good thing for someone other than me. And I believe that that can be spread out, that the Word of God can go forth. Yeah, that's right, I said it. I speak the Word of God. I'm speaking the Word of God over your life today. If you listen today, you will realize that. You know, I'm just a normal guy, really. But I got the Spirit of God living in me. So there. And you know what? You may consider yourself just a normal person, but you got the Spirit of God living in you. So boom, baby. Go out and make some waves. Don't let the enemy stop you because you think you don't got what it takes. You got more than what it takes. Get out there and make some things happen. Don't take no for an answer. You get out there and you do what God tells you to do. Make sure it lines up with the Word of God and bust a move. You've got my permission. You've got God's permission. Go do it. So, I love it when that happens, but then I lose my train of thought. (laughs) So anyway, when I lose my train of thought, I have to find another train of thought and just hop on and keep on rolling. So anyway, yeah, that's right, I'm thinking, I'm praying, this is what's called a pregnant pause, are you on the edge of your seat, good, because You're about ready to get nailed with the Word of God. So the interesting thing with plans that you don't know why they happen is that God is already working things in a realm that we don't typically operate in. Our natural realm is what we can see. We can see with our and and, and experience with our five senses. But God is well beyond that, I believe. That's true. In fact, I know that's true. And He also isn't bound by time. So here's the cool thing. If you're ever worried about what's going to happen tomorrow, know this. God's already there in your tomorrow. He already knows what's going on. 
Your decisions today affect what happens tomorrow, indeed. But God's already there experiencing the decisions that you have yet to make. That gives me a little bit of comfort, knowing that He's still God, He's still got things covered, and He speaks to us. Do you know He speaks to you? And do you know that He is in your tomorrow? Do you know that He knows how to help you out? Now know this too, and it's kind of confirmed with how He dealt with Israel back when Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, and that whole thing was going on when Israel was taken captive. He knew their tomorrow too. In fact, this is weird to think about, right now, God is dealing with Nebuchadnezzar in God's timing. Because there is no now and then, later and before and whatever. God's already, God is outside of time. So right now he's dealing with Nebuchadnezzar in his, in his experience. And you know what's cool? At that moment in time that God was dealing with Nebuchadnezzar and Israel and, and the remnant of Judah that wanted to escape that whole thing and go to uh, Egypt, he knew about Rusty James. He knew about you. He knew about the troubles you were going to face. He knew that Rusty James was going to tell you about Jeremiah today at the time that history was being made back then and and how what happened there can actually be learned by us and be applied by us and change our destiny today for tomorrow did you know that there was part of Judah a remnant of Judah and correct me if I'm wrong remember check the word make sure I'm speaking to you right but there was a remnant of Judah the tribe of Judah that wanted to escape the captivity and they wanted to escape to Egypt and they had said to Jeremiah hey pray to God pray to our God that's kind of interesting they said to Judah or to Jeremiah pray to our God so that we would know the answers and whatever he says we'll do it isn't it cool that now that Jesus Christ has come we don't necessarily have to work through this middleman, the middlemen of prophets any longer. We have a direct line to God the Father right now. Let's use it. But anyway, they were saying to Jeremiah, hey, pray to our God, find out what he says, whatever he says, we'll do it. So they're sitting around waiting. They waited 10 whole days for Jeremiah to get back to them with the word of the Lord. And that kind of spoke to me a little bit. Here they are trying to protect their families, trying to do the right thing that they, that in their own strength, they can do. And they're smart. They say, okay, pray to God and, and, and find out what he wants us to do and we'll do it. And 10 days they waited. 
They probably thought, man, God, why aren't you speaking to us now? I want to know the answer now. It's a good thing that they didn't live in, in the time we live in now because probably by noon of the second day, they would be like, oh, pff, he's not going to talk to us. Ten whole days. Finally, Jeremiah gets back to him. Hey, this is what the, the word of the Lord says. Stay here where you're at. Do not go to Egypt. If you do, you will surely die by the sword, etc., etc. Bad things, bad things, plagues, the whole gamut. And if I'm hearing it right, Jeremiah had basically said to them, Okay, hold on a second. I'm going to make sure that I'm recording because I don't want... Okay, sweet. Jeremiah had said to them, You know what? I think he meant... If I've got this right, I think he's saying, You said that you were going to do what I said God said to do. But I already know you're not going to. And because of that, bad things are going to happen to you. Don't ask the Lord. He, Jeremiah said, uh, it, it's, a, it's a dangerous thing you did, asking me to ask the Lord to give you a word that you promised you were going to abide by. It's a dangerous thing. I think there's a different word that was used, but um, maybe it was not an evil thing, but it was a... a a problem for you because you weren't going to follow it. I've known people who've said things like, well, you know, if, if the Lord had spoken to me about this or if I knew it was the Lord, I'd do it. Well, there's a bunch of stuff that I know is the Lord and the Word of God, and if we could just do one-tenth of what that says, we'd be way better off than, than we are right now. So don't give me that. But I digress. So, back to this thing, this remnant of Judah, where they didn't want to, they didn't want to do what the Lord had commanded. And it reminds me of how we, in our own strength, want to do things on our own. They wanted to go to Israel, to Egypt, to escape uh, the armies of Babylon. So they thought they were doing the right thing. But God said, don't do that. You do not need to fear that army. So first of all, they didn't believe God, for one thing, or they didn't believe Jeremiah had the word for them, although they said they believed that. So they were wishy-washy. They were double-minded. They were unstable in their ways. Don't be that way. And remember, you guys, when I'm doing this kind of stuff, I'm preaching to myself. So, Rusty, don't be that way. Don't be that way. So, the Word of God has plenty in it that we need to follow. So let's read it, find out, and do it. Trust God. He said to them, the armies wouldn't harm them. You need to just plant yourself and be prosperous where you're at. And that reminded me, too, of, of kind of how God was speaking to Israel when they were in captivity, that you need to 
be fruitful and multiply. He says, do not reduce in number, but increase in number, which means be fruitful and multiply. Have children. Have your kids get married and have children even while you're in captivity. Don't stop living your life. And, and that's, I think, where we're headed today. When you look at the news and what's going on in our society, it might be really easy with a lot of the things that are going on to just lose hope and say, you know, I, I, I don't know what to do anymore. I, I, I think this place is just going straight to hell and I don't know what to do about it. I think the word of the Lord to us today is be fruitful where you're at. Trust that he is still in control. He was telling that to Israel. I'm in control. I know the plans for you not to harm you. He knew the plans. He knew their tomorrow. God knows your tomorrow. He wants to prosper you. And we can live in this nation or, you know, this is true anywhere around the world right now. It really is. If you live in Greece, hello. You think you got a bad America? <laughs> no way. So, you need to trust the Lord. He's got this thing covered. And here's a, here's a little bit of a... I don't know, some to consider, some that I've thought about ever, well, for the last eight years. It's very, 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 very possible that God knows what's going on. <laughs> I know that He knows what's going on, but I also know that He uses situations for a goal or for uh, for his plan to happen and no matter what happens with our next election do not let that govern how you relate to God your father can I can I get you to promise me that Regardless of what happens. Because here's the thing. I don't care who's in the White House. I know who's in the big house. The White House was made with hands. The big house was made with a word. Don't fret about who's in the White House. Certainly we're commanded to operate in, in this world and, and do what's appropriate and, and do what we believe would bring about the kingdom of God and bring about what should happen. But let me tell you something. Just like Israel dealt with Babylon in captivity, I see our nation and our world right now being taken captive. Yet, God is saying, do not fret. I have your tomorrow.
Do not fret. I have your tomorrow. I've already seen the end from the beginning. And my ways will be accomplished, says the Lord. So when you get into a point where you're, you start to worry, you need to take that thought and measure it up against the Word of God. Should you be worrying? You should not worry. You need to trust the Lord your God. I find this interesting. I, I thought of this this morning. Faith isn't faith until it's tested. And this nation is going through a testing. This world is going through a testing right now. Are you going to be faithful? Are you going to be that remnant that says, I will trust God no matter what circumstance I find myself in. No matter what direction the country is going. The country what is the country? Is it the political forces? Is it the people? Is it the spirit of the country? I mean, those are elements of it. I am my country. And my country is the way that I see it. The White House can do what they want. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And while I'm thinking of it, I pray right now for my family, my wife, and my children. And I'm praying right now for your family and your offspring and your possible future offspring. That they would know the ways of the Lord. That they will not depart from the ways of the Lord. That they will earnestly seek after Him, seek His face. And under no circumstances will they want to waver. I declare good things for my children, for my family, for your offspring and your families. I declare good things. I declare plans that will prosper you. Plans that will bring you to your intended destination. Your purpose. Let your purpose be fulfilled in all that you do. Let your foot not waver or stumble or be blocked by the enemy's darts. But let the Word of God be wrapped around you, protect you, shine a light upon your feet so you don't stumble. I declare these things to be truth, that truth would be around you. like a cloud of protection so that when untruths are hurled at you or handed to you as something to accept you will say no that is not truth I refuse to accept that I refuse to accept that I'm worthless I refuse to accept that there is no purpose for me I refuse to accept that my days are few in number. I accept what the Word says about me. I accept what the Lord says about me. 
These are things that I will rely on. And thank you, Lord God, that I can ask for this, for my family, for protection. I pray that you give our families clarity of thought and help clear up the hearts and the desires of the heart so that purposes can be fulfilled. In Jesus' name, amen. So this nation is going through a churning and it's our job to stay faithful. Will you stay faithful with me? It doesn't have to be always easy, but it is it is able to be done. It is possible because all things are possible when you're serving the Lord. I'm driving by the house we're going to buy right now. I also just declare like I, like I drive by this thing every day. It's kind of like the Jericho thing. I'm I'm going around it seven times. Every time I go by it, I'm kind of praying, Lord, that that place I believe you've called it for us, so I I'm just putting uh, protection over it. When they went around Jericho, they were driven. Uh, they had the horns going. Maybe what I should do is every time I drive by there, I should hit, nail my horn. <laughs> and then the eighth day, I think it's the eighth day, or maybe it is the seventh day, you, I blow the horn longer. That would be scriptural. I don't know. I think my neighbors would probably be bothered by that. Well, let's see, what else we got going? I know that there was more I wanted to touch on. I think... I think I'm going to live by faith. I think that's probably a good thing. So that means when things look dark, I'll press in. I got to tell you, since changing my job, I really have felt a, a big relief. And that may have been part of the reason why I I feel like maybe I was called to start this podcast is because I'm right now in a place where I feel like I can offer some help to people. In the middle of uh, a darker time in my life, I don't think I would have been able to do this. But the interesting thing is, when I changed jobs, I, ha I got this larger commute. And it allowed me to, or it permitted me to listen to some radio talk shows in the morning 
that I normally wouldn't have listened to. And I used to, and I was, and I was kind of getting used to listening to this one show. And many of you will know what I'm talking about. It's two guys' names. Somebody and somebody. You know who I'm talking about. Some of you do. And you know right now that you're thinking, dude, not you. You didn't listen to them. Oh, yeah, I did. I'm not so different from you. And you know, you, I'm sure they're decent guys. I'm, I mean, but decent guys aren't. That shouldn't be the 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 uh, standard. We're supposed to surround ourselves with whatsoever things are true and just and holy and lovely and those things. First Corinthians thirteen, love chapter. And isn't that weird how our enemy uses things that are kind of, they're not, they're not bad, with quotes, but it's just not good either. And that particular radio show, I listened to the whole way to work, and it fed into me things that were not of God might not be evil, evil stuff, but it wasn't good, good stuff, and it was feasting on stuff that wasn't good for me. And not only that, but you know, you can feast on stuff that's not good for you, and what happens? You don't grow. We need to be growing. If we're going to be dealing with our nation in this time of struggle and churning, we need to be growing. You can sit by and just kind of coast, but I decided I'm not going to do that any longer. Because I started to realize, and it's funny, I'm looking at a sign with a truck going downhill. My coasting wasn't coasting. My coasting was coasting faster and faster downhill. And yet someone could say to me, well, you weren't, it wasn't evil stuff. Well, yeah, but if it's not God stuff... It's really just wasting time. And it takes you away from your purpose. And I just prayed for our families and us to have purpose. The intended purpose for our lives. And I believe the only way you're going to know what that is, is if you spend time with God and find out what your purpose is. Because it's well beyond what you can do on your own. You got to rely on God to get to that purpose. And like I've said in the past, the purpose for your life isn't some dreadful thing. Oh, I'm going to have to go be a uh, a missionary in a place that I don't want to be with the size the mosquitoes the size of Toyotas. No. The purpose for your life will align with your hopes and dreams and desires. We talked about that a week ago. You can get desires in your heart. God has put them there. And he helps bring you to those desires. 
So you want that. I can tell you that you want that. Because I've had periods of time in my life where I knew I wasn't following the, the, the word of the Lord and, and what I should be doing. And I was coasting. And I was kind of miserable. But when you are in those times when you know that you're doing what the Lord is asking you to do, there's some kind of freedom there that is undescribable. And there's a peace there. It's a peace from God that is bigger than the uh, discomfort that you think you're going to feel when you're following the Lord. You'll find that that just melts away. Our enemy isn't happy when you're doing the word, you know, doing the word of the Lord. But his word doesn't mean much when you're listening to the the better word. Depends on what word you're listening to. When I was listening to that radio show, I was getting plenty of the world's words. I don't need to fill the world's words into my life. My experiences that just brings me closer and closer to death. Might not be evil, but all it's doing is wasting time, so it's kind of bringing me closer to my death without any kind of profit. But when I'm spending time with the Word of God and letting that come through me and out of me and into your life and whatever, that brings life to my bones. That these words passing through me are bringing life to me and are helping me cope with all the rest of this crazy world. Every day I do one of these things, I wonder, am I going to have anything to say that will help anybody? And when I listen to these later, I realize that the answer is yes, it, it does. Because this helps me. But I also know it helps you. So if you haven't listened to yesterday, you should check it out. I was talking about flying and As I leave you today, remember that though there are laws that are in existence, like the law of gravity, there are certain things that are just laws. They are eternal truths. But God wants us to soar. When you let Him be the wind beneath your wings, baby... You can soar. You try to do it on your own and you look just like a duck. A chicken. Who can barely get off the ground. So press in my friends. Press into the word of God. Press into the Father. In heaven. Listen to words of Jesus Christ. And let the Holy Spirit flow through your life so you can reach out and spread the word that you don't have to, you don't have to be living 
like you lived yesterday. Because God's got your tomorrow. Got it? God's got your tomorrow. And I will catch you tomorrow. So I will see you on the flip. <laughs>